With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, yes, yes. It is the Castworthy Podcast. And we are back. It's Sunday, June 25th, 2023. I am Last of Dying Breed on Twin Machine, aka Big Steve, joined by the Savage EJ Stewart, or EJ Stew, and uh, the VP of Research. Uh, it's three man gang today, and um, safe to say, none of us have taken a trip on a submarine this past week because we are still here with you. Way too soon. <laughs> Um, so gents, how, how are you guys doing? I'm glad to see you. You didn't make any bad decisions to go, uh, you know, check out any Titanic, uh, sites or anything. Wait or what would, what would be, what would be in, uh, Baltimore? Anything, you know, that would be potentially catastrophic to your life that you could visit? Uh, that's outside every day. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> downtown <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> i wonder i'm i would imagine there's some type of shipwreck or wreckage around here being that the revolutionary war and war 1812 and all of that kind of stuff was in this area i would imagine something's buried somewhere well for the reasonable price of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> I could help you locate um, said wreckage. Oh man, you weird tried. shit, man. Weird shit. This is uh, some weird shit. This was a crazy week, yo. This was a crazy week. Lots of interesting news. Nigga, Putin was hiding shit. Oh man, VP's gonna give us some more on that. Uh, we're gonna be in too deep all. Uh, all pod talking about uh, you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that. VP, what's up, man? How was uh the week for you? Uh, it was pretty cool, man. You know, hung in there, worked, had a baby shower for my niece. Um, some of my other nieces came in town, got to see them. I haven't seen them in about a year and a half or so, so it was mm-hmm. good to see everybody. That's always good. Uh, you guys haven't haven't done your uh family cruise in a couple of years right so yeah, i would assume yeah. it's probably time to start potentially re uh restarting that now that covid's done yeah, thanks joe we talked about it yesterday yeah that's what i'm talking about i've been looking at cruises for the last uh like two weeks myself um mm-hmm. i i got a free cruise from uh the hard rock casino shout out to hard rock tampa seminal hard rock mm-hmm. um and so i just got to choose it and uh, and then show up and go. So that's pretty dope. It's two person two person cruise. If I add a third or fourth, I pay the upgrade charge and you know mm. upgrade in the room if I decide to go up to the next uh, stateroom. But um, can't beat it. Yeah. yeah. Where does it go? 
Um, I got a number of them to choose from. So I actually have one that leaves from Baltimore. Negro stop. <laughs> it's been seven uh, years. <laughs> you have not come up here. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch that leave obviously from Florida. Um, a couple that leave from Los Angeles, but I'm not gonna pay for a flight to take a free cruise. Um, Seattle, uh, Baltimore, Texas, but I'll probably take one out of um here, either Port Canaveral or um Tampa or maybe Miami. I just don't like remember last time we went out of Miami VP? I hated driving back like the drive down wasn't a problem because you're you're ready and rearing to go and shit yeah. you're amped up and you're about to relax for a week but then or however long and then but the last day the cruise always gets to port early so you always wake up early it's the hustle and bustle to get off the boat and then to drive four hours to get back it's just uh it's just too much man you said where everything you said everything about where they're leaving but you didn't say where they're going Oh, there's different different on where you leave from. Yeah, yeah. So some of them, there's actually some that leave from um, the one that leaves from Baltimore goes up to Canada. I want to say um, there's one that leaves from Boston that goes up to Canada. <laughs> but I mean, we've learned <laughs> there's uh, certain areas that we may not want to, uh, you know, yeah. venture into. So, uh, but I don't know, man. I I would love to do a Canadian cruise. There's one that leads from Seattle that goes to Alaska. I would love to do an Alaskan cruise. Like that would be dope. There's actually one that leads from Italy, but um, the flights to Italy are super expensive. It's like a Mediterranean joint, um, you know, and those are generally pretty expensive. So I considered that ten days for free. Yeah, I take that all day. But yeah. the the flights to Italy right now are a little bit expensive um, for for my my taste. But um, nonetheless, man, you know, uh, summer is here. Summer solstice hit us on the twenty uh, first, so four days ago, um, it began, and uh, so from here we are now on winter body loading because it's um, brunches and drinking and you know eating bad and shit. That's what the generally the summer looks like. Go get sun kissed a little bit, turn copper. Uh, us light skinned dudes, man, we we benefit. <laughs> I do that year round. <laughs> That's true. You got uh you got you got any plans? What's your plans for today, EJ? I know you were saying that you want to do some fun stuff. Tell me what a typical Sunday fun day in Baltimore is like. Entice me. Typically, uh <laughs> brunch would be around twelve ish. Okay. Uh at pick your location pretty much at the best food spot and then um pretty much can drag your whole day it's probably a party or some type of function i'm i'm gonna be going somewhere this afternoon i'm not exactly sure what it is but something blackity black uh <laughs> so i'm gonna check that out um True. but yeah i mean it's you know it's it's a foodie town man it's a lot of food places and, and different drink places and you know, that's that's one thing this place has is is restaurants and bars. So, you know, a lot of yeah. black owned businesses are restaurants up there, too. Right. Somewhat. You got well, not a lot. No, yeah. nah, you got a good amount. You got a good amount. I mean, you you know, you got the black owned spots in places that you don't want to go to. <laughs> and then you got the ones in places that you can go to. So, I mean, you got to you got a heavy balance and. You know, it's just town. I mean, it's just like imagine Bridgeport, like four different sections of Bridgeport, just our major bar areas. 
just like it's, it's nowhere you can't go in the city where there isn't a bar. It's 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 crazy. It's incredible. I think everywhere is getting uh, sort of into that, like you know, creating atmospheres for people to hang out and and you know drink and you know whatever. Because um, I, when I was back home a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that there's you know it's a lot different than what it used to be. It used to be you know super boring, but now there's a lot of spots to kind of go to. You know, back then you had like two or three spots you can you can go to and you pretty much see everybody in one of those two or three spots. But now there's a lot of different areas and bars and restaurants and stuff to choose from people doing happy hours. And I guess, you know, maybe because we're old. You know, back then it was clubs and there was only a handful of those. And there probably still are only a handful of clubs. But when you're talking about, you know, 40 plus, at least yeah, for two of us. He ain't trying to do all of that. But, yeah, like, I mean, you know, Eric could tell you, man, like, literally, you know, you can go from place, you can go from neighborhood to neighborhood here and just find, like, rows and rows of spots. And it's just, you know, it's it's a really underrated city for its its food and, and drink aspect, you know. So um, I always encourage people to come out and, and check it out, man, just spend a weekend and, and give it a runaround, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, VP, your president's son is out here doing wild shit. He want to, uh, well, he's been doing wild shit, but we got some news on it. You want to, uh, you know, brief us on, on the old Hunter Biden situation. What came out this week? Yeah, man. Um, the Hunter Biden investigation is now uh, completed. Uh, after a five-year investigation that was politically motivated that began in 2018. Um, you know, it's wrapped up and we found out that uh, old Kaiser Soze himself, a.k.a. Hunter Biden, <laughs> basically uh, didn't uh, pay taxes in two years and uh, $100,000 each year. And then uh, uh, he checked the wrong box money. on a gun application. <laughs> Wait, that was a minute. Nigga, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This nigga said only a hundred thousand each year, and then he checked the no man. He was he was on drugs, buying guns, knowing he wasn't supposed to. And right. then he had then he had his old lady. Oh yeah, just take it to the black neighborhood. Just dump it in Wilmington. Nothing to see here. So let me let me say this first before the tax thing. So uh, I saw a federal prosecutor on TV this week talking about this gun charge thing. And he says that this ch this charge that they're giving Hunter Biden for the um, not or, or giving, like while you're an addict, one, this crime is like barely ever charged, like ever. You know what I mean? Two, the reason they put this thing on the books was because when they would have agents like undercover, like in white supremacist groups and stuff, if they couldn't get charges to stick, they found that a lot of these guys were like also addicts. And then so since they also owned a lot of guns, since a lot of them considered themselves to be like militiamen kind of deals, they would use that as a way to get them since they couldn't get them on other shit. You know what I mean? So the fact that he's being charged for something that's rarely ever charged, it kind of tells you that this thing... <laughs> Is bullshit. I'm not saying he didn't do it. Don't get me wrong, but it, it just kind of showed like oh, some some post. could argue, some could argue that he's being overcharged. 
No, they can't. No. Maybe they're softening the blow. Maybe they chose a charge that has that carries less of a, you know, uh, consequence versus, you know, pursuing a, a heftier charge since he's the president's son. You, you just well, you just looped in how this rarely only gets uh, thrown at at white supremacists as if this is nothing to see here like that. No, I'm, I'm not. I don't mean it that way. So if, if I don't if it came off that way, I apologize. It definitely I, I definitely did. didn't mean it that way. I meant it as as far as this same uh, uh, former federal prosecutor that I saw talking about this basically said, essentially, the three crimes that they list in the indictment that he's pleading guilty to is rarely. And the reason why is that they did with a misdemeanor failure to pay taxes, but he had already paid back the money. Right. He says also, given the fact that Hunter Biden is an addict. Um, if they had went to trial, he probably potentially could have successfully argued that, look, you know, I owe these house fucked up, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and that potentially could have been, um, something in his column to help him like get off from basically say like, you know, right headspace because I was on drugs and that's why I didn't pay, you know, now I've got my sock got cleaned up and I paid what I owe. You know, because he had already and then he said he also look at that as a factor to say, is this person one didn't pay taxes and two is still evading taxes. You know what I mean? He'd already paid the money back, you know, so that's why I say some people could would could make the argument that they feel that he might have been overcharged given those circumstances. And, and to the point of him being the president's son, right, two things on that one. Mayor Garland, the attorney general, when he came in, Biden, which is his right, fired all of Trump's U.S. attorneys, the federal prosecutors in every state across the country, except for two. One was this dude, John Durham, who was the special counsel that they put in place to investigate the investigators who did the Russian investigation. And two was this guy, Weiss, who was the prosecutor in Delaware, who was looking into the Hunter Biden matter. The attorney general says that he gave Weiss authority. He didn't, he told any decision he wanted to make. He didn't deny anything. Weiss, do whatever, you know, go where it's taking you, you know? And when the Republicans started accusing Weiss of having pressure put on him to not charge Hunter Biden, and um, it was a couple of years ago, back in the year of early June, 2023, so like two weeks ago, this letter the Republicans in the House saying there's been no pressure put on me. Everything that we've done in this case is the way that I wanted this case to go. And let me say again, this investigation started in 2018 by this Trump appointed prosecutor who Biden left in office. So it's not like he's trying to save his job. Once it's done, they're going to anyway and put it in there because they didn't want him in there to begin with. So let me, let me ask you this. When, when Biden comes out nationally, it says, I don't think my son did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Is that not a form of in your 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 chief of office, your 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 position? Is that not a form of pressure? Yes. Did he say that? Yeah. Yes. Biden, he, Biden literally said that. He was, so he, on, uh, he, he was in an interview on MSNBC and they asked him about that. And he says, look, my son didn't do anything wrong. Now. Father first, father first, president second. 
it, it, it could have been that, right? But at the, no, no, the it's point, not. E, <laughs> this nigga e, did some wrong shit. <laughs> the point that EJ is making is is that Biden is the president, and he, for the most part, he stayed quiet on this matter. Usually, when they when they bring up Hunter Biden in interviews, he usually says, "Look, I love my son, and I'm glad that he's getting his life together." And then he kind of just ends it there. He doesn't get into it at all. And this is one of those rare moments where he didn't do that. And to EJ's point, it can look influence, right? The the question that you ask yourself is whether or not you believe he was trying to influence the investigation. Um, EJ will say, "I'm shooting a bell." You know, um, you are. You know, my my bias is kicking in. Where I, the reason that I can, I guess, look past that comment is that one, it was a one time thing, because like I said earlier, every time he's asked about this, he usually just says, "Look, I love my son. I'm glad he's getting his life together." And then he doesn't answer any other questions about it because he tries to stay away from anything. They ask him about Trump. He doesn't comment on any Trump investigations, even though he probably should, because it would be politically advantageous to him to highlight that this dude's a fucking criminal. You know what I'm saying? But he, he doesn't, you know. So it's possible to Steve's point, father first, president, that he slipped. Again, I don't, I don't in his mind. You know what I'm saying? I only know what I see. But I'm just basing my comment on the way he's commented on these things throughout his presidency has been to not comment. And, you know, maybe it was a rare slip. Maybe he was trying to influence. I don't know. But there's a lot of no comments. And then there's one time saying, you know, my son didn't do anything. So, you know, it, at, the it, same you time, at the same time, one could argue that at the timing of when he said that, absolutely, when, you know, so, I mean, it, it's here's the thing man it's i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying you know it's easy to look at it from either way but you know i know but here here's the thing you know it's it's when you're talking about politics and and one side is this and the other side is that and at the end of the day when you know this guy is getting what he's getting in comparison to what the average citizen would get especially the average black citizen to you know, utilize the argument, hey, I was high. I mean, you know how many people in America get overcharged and arrested and incarcerated, you know, some by the hands of our, our very own vice president, you know, that needed drug rehabilitation versus time. I mean, it it's a slap in the face to the American people. And, you know, the 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 gun and the and the what happened to the gun and you know <laughs> The, the excuse they try to use to put it on the, the, the lady like, you know, yeah, she did it, but it was his gun. She, he probably motivated her to do it. And, you know, you just took it to Wilmington and threw it in the trash. You know, it, it's it's, you know, what happens if somebody, some kid and or, or some, you know, what happens, you know, and this gun and, and everything that we have going on with guns in this nation and the irresponsibility behind that it's you know i mean we're not we're not gonna see this guy go to federal prison and we're not gonna give him 10 lashes or anything but it you know it just goes to show to me for me cynics like me politics as usual and and i don't disagree and the last quick uh, so jump in is that um um, this is just an indictment. He's planning on pleading guilty to these charges. Um, but it's still up to the judge whether or not one to accept the guilty plea. And as far as sentencing, most people believe that he'll just get probation. Um, but at the end of the day, it's up to the judge. And, and you know, even if he gets jail time, like like I've said from the beginning, I mean, Steve talked about this offline in chat. Um, 
I don't, I don't think he's going to jail. And I never thought he was going to jail. And the reason why is twofold. One, as the son of the current president, he has secret service protection. So I'm not that the feds send him to prison because how, how does that work? Because uh, there's nothing in the law that says that they have to protect these people that, oh, the protection stops if they go to prison, you know? So mm-hmm. do they send the secret service on the cell block with them? You know, do they, you know, it, it, maybe they give him jail time, but then say it's just going to be house arrest and then tell the agents he can't leave home, something like that, you know? But I don't think he was ever going to go to prison. But two, his dad's the president. These are federal charges. And at the end of the day, like, if, you know, it's not like he's being charged with murder or some kind of, you know, uh, uh, arms traffic shit. And I just, that I will, I would let my son, and if I got the sole power unreviewable by anybody in this nation at any level, I'm going to let them send my kid to jail. So, <laughs> so right. I don't think that he was ever going to prison in all. Yeah. in the haves and have nots, we saw them send their son to jail to teach him a lesson. I don't think Biden would do that. Um, Clearly, he said he doesn't think his son did anything wrong. So that tells us alone that if he was to end up uh, with any type of jail time, that um, Biden will put that to rest. Uh, Joe Biden, that is. But, um, you know, ultimately, listen, we 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 know we knew what this was going to be. You know, the key here is now going to be for him to keep his nose clean, you know, Um, (laughs) Literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you know, the next time it comes around, you know, people are going to start to ask questions like you you figure this is kind of like a so like we, we had a, a thing called um, an AR it was called an activated rehab in Bridgeport when I was younger. Um, and I don't know if they still have it, but if you got, you know, you, you it was your first offense or whatever. And we know, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, Hunter's first or whatever, but you know, your first offense, yeah, your first offense, um, you know, you could take an AR, you go do, uh, what's called activated rehab and, um, and you don't, you don't, you know, do any time or whatever you don't get, uh, you know, unless it's of course something major murder or something like that. And, um, apparently in Atlanta, there's something like that. Um, similarly, that they do to try and keep, you know, and they said it was rolled out by, um, uh, I forget who I was listening to killer Mike talk about. It. I learned a lot from listening to this guy. Um, but, um, to try and keep us, our, our people out of jail and, you know, our, our lives not being ruined by, you know, um, s- smaller sentences, right. You basically mm-hmm. get a year to clean up, you come back within a year, you've cleaned up, you've handled your business, um, and then they kind of wipe it off your record type of thing. So kind of sounds like they're, kind, you know, they're giving him the benefit of the doubt in this uh, in this sense. Um, you know, it is a bad look when you talk about um, a gun charge being associated with, um, you know, the son of a Democratic uh, politician. Um, that's hefty, you know, drug charges and stuff like that. Like we know that's normal. Um, the tax thing isn't, is kind of concerning, right? Wesley Snipes went to jail. We've seen some high, high profile people go to jail. So it's not like people could say, oh, well, you know, it's a it's president's son. We can't put him in jail for tax evasion. Right. Um, and I know VP didn't say that, but I don't think there's room for anyone to say that because we've seen high profile people deal with stiff consequences due to tax evasion. So, 
Um, but again, he's paid it back. He's kind of handled it, whatever. Um, you know, shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you brought the. I mean, and listen, we all know again, the last name is Biden. So, but you brought you brought up the most perfect example of Wesley Snipes, who did pay everything before having to go to jail, and still had to go to jail. So, you know, I mean, you know, this is the way the this way the country works, man, and. You know, my thing at the end of the day, and I don't think it's much that Joe can do, to be honest. I mean, your kid is your kid. Yeah, he's a dad. Yeah, it's not much you can do. But it's just it's just it's unfortunate because in the political climate that we have and in the in the Bloods and Crips war we got (laughs) on both sides of the aisle. One is going to take this and, you know, use it to their advantage. And then, you know, the other side pretty much has to play defense. And then you got people in the middle that are just kind of fucking just tired of the country and the way things are ran. And, it, you know, it. I don't think it moves the needle so, so much. It's just it's just one of those things. It's one of those things that's added to politics that, would, you know, you just hate it. You just hate it overall. Yeah. And, I mean, and let me ju- let me just point one thing out real quick, um, because this has the, the Wesley Snipes, Hunter Biden situation. Uh, Congressman Donalds of Florida brought this up. He's a black Republican from Florida. Um, the dip, the main difference in that case is that Wesley Snipes was charged with tax evasion for filing taxes. He didn't, he didn't, not only did he not pay, he didn't even file. So that's why he got a tax evasion charge. Hunter Biden was charged with, so he basically filed his tax, didn't pay what he owed. And both counts or misdemeanor counts or whatever, but I think I don't think these are different or whatever. I hadn't read much on it because I didn't know it was going to come up here. Um, but uh, um, there was a difference in what they were actually charged with. Yeah, well, Hunter is taking the plea, the, the plea down, right? Wesley actually went to court. Right. So, I mean, that that's the difference. And Wesley also was never offered a plea to my knowledge and he also paid his he also paid the money he also paid the money prior to you know going to court so i mean yeah right and actually um like as this was when i came back onto the pod you know you guys were talking about so i actually looked it up here and i see that um politifact which is a fact uh uh actually i was trying to read it before jumped in here and they talk about here is that uh, uh, on the face of Wesley Snipes' tax evasion case, there's some resemblance in 2008. A jury found Wesley Snipes guilty of the council of felon federal income returns from 1989 to 2000. The actor was tried alongside co-defendants Eddie Ray Khan, who owned the company that helped tax deniers avoid paying taxes, and Douglas Rosalie, a former accountant for Khan's company. So it seems like this was based on what this is saying it sounds like this was more of a scheme to make sure you didn't owe taxes versus you know owing taxes and just not paying it you know what i mean yeah they so they, tried to hit, they made they made him an example for who they wanted and yeah yeah but i mean the dude you know at the end of the day the dude paid it you know what yeah. i mean and shouldn't yeah. have had to do that much time like but it was a it was i mean we're talking you know, to nine million over yeah. you know a couple hundred thousand. So I get it, but it's just um, listen, man. The, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that Joe Joe Biden commented and said, "My son did nothing wrong," right? And you know, again, we talk about 
parents are going to be parents. Um, and that's how we know he's not doing no jail time. End of day. End of story. Um, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't have to do whatever it takes to not make him do jail time. Right. I hope the court just is like, whatever, here, go do your fucking parole probation. Well, not parole, but probation, you know, do your two years probation or whatever. Um, because if he does, you know, that's going to make things pretty nasty seeing Joe have to do what he has to do. Like, and I would fully support him doing it because if I was in that position and VP was in that position, EJ, you were in position. I know the three of us would do the exact same thing. Um, you know, I, I don't even care. I don't care what the charge is. And I don't care if it's on video. <laughs> like, I can see you strangle somebody on video. Uh, well, guess what? <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Pardon me, sir. <laughs> I got something to say about this. So, um, yeah. yeah no, I'm giving it up. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> right. Exactly. VP, tell us about, um, real quick, uh, a little bit about the civil unrest in Russia that took place for a couple days looked seemed like it went pretty quick yeah it was crazy man um so there's this guy named uh, y- yevgeny pergosian uh, he's basically the head of this group wagner group it's spelled wagner, wagner but they, pro- they pronounce it wagner um <laughs> but uh it's like basically this mercenary group that's essentially a bunch of like convicts that they free they essentially tell them if you got a jail go fight for us you know you can get mm-hmm. your freedom or whatever and so they're like really ruthless and um they're fighting in ukraine and things that the russia they use these like military groups that are like aligned to the government but like any like technical um um affiliation with the government but they're you know you see these guys in armored vehicles and you know rocket launchers it's like where'd they get this shit from you know because you know, I mean, I know we talk about Bloods and Crips, but it's not like these dudes got, you know, uh, uh, armored vehicles and shit, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, they say that the Russian government was not supplying them appropriately in Ukraine and attempted to kill them. And they decided they were going to go and, you know, basically have a coup, take out Putin. And they start marching towards uh, Moscow to get like halfway there. And then some kind of agreement is made between um, the Russian government and uh, the leader where he's going to like resign basically from the and then in Ukraine and, um, and uh, Belarus. And then uh, the soldiers are essentially going to agree to join the Russian army like proper. And the Russians are going to drop any charges against him for like treason or whatever. So the whole thing stinks. Like I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read that I posted in the. There's a woman who like geopolitics at, at college or that. She said this thing don't stick from the beginning, and she's she's like speculation, but she's tying together like a bunch of threads that are out there, where the Chinese have been like pressuring the Russians, like you got to end this shit in Ukraine. The Indians have as well, and. You know, as well as, you know, pressure from the West, the U.S., Europe, et cetera. Um, she says what she thinks could be happening here is that Putin wants to get out of Ukraine without admitting defeat. And so you get your boy to do and troops out there to protect the homeland. You know what I mean? And that this deal struck and go back to Ukraine because this thing could pop up again. You know, make sure the homeland's good before we start doing any other shit. And it allows you to essentially 
get out of Ukraine, save some face and not have to admit that um, you were defeated. I think I think largely, too, it could be those what's muted <laughs> over me. Oh, I, I didn't me. know. Um, no, no, I, I muted myself. I, I think, too, some of the some of that money that is tied up from those from those monarchs and oligarchs or whatever. You know, I think some of them dudes is, is pissed off with this guy because, you know, they they, too, have realized or already have known that this war went nowhere, didn't do anything. You know, and they're they're not eating right now. It's been a long time. You know, they, they got assets taken. You know, they're not on their yachts. And, you know, what I mean, that 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 thing we said that, you know, when when Joe and everybody's putting pressure on them, we said that would come around and don't they don't feel it right now. Mm-hmm. But after a while, when you're not living the way you're supposed to. You're not off the coast of France right now, you know, yachting it up. You're gonna feel it. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, the access to to stuff, the funds, you know, um because Joe did what he had to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then you and then here's the thing, nigga, you ain't wrapped this shit up yet. Like if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Putin like, dude, what are you like you ain't ready? All right, it's just stop. Like it's like you go to think about it. You somebody's big brother. You go to fight somebody that's much, much smaller than you. You're supposed to win that quick. Like, let's wrap this up quick. I'm punch him in his face, send him <laughs> home, and, and it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? But then you get there, you hit him, and now you're tussling with this dude, and you start <laughs> losing a little bit. But then you're bigger and stronger, so you kind of get back on top, you know. But then you can't hit him because he's covering his face, and the thing just goes on. Like, all right, man, you you you, you ain't you ain't get the job done. It, it's trying to just call it quits and and get back to whatever like because all you're doing right now is causing you know more frustration anger um you know and and financial anguish to your own people like that's where the challenge comes in um so you know putin and and, and clearly putin was he ran and hid so the dude was scared he was shook he was shook daddy um big homie was coming uh, you know, and obviously when, when you have that dude, like, think about it, right? Like <laughs> if, if I'm the guy that pays the guy to, to go get his hands dirty and now the guy that I paid to get his hands dirty is coming back at me, I would be concerned as well, you know? <laughs> um, and, and Putin clearly, uh, clearly was and the easy way out of that was, Hey, listen, man, <laughs> we gonna, we gonna let you go. We don't gotta worry about this. Uh, we'll act like this never happened. How's that sound? Um, so how's <laughs> that sound? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I mean, your, your, your analogy, my bad, VP. Your analogy is ex- exactly right. Like Putin was doing this as if this is 1912, and you know you're just gonna assimilate this nation. Like, nah, these people are not gonna just roll over here, and the world is not gonna just sit here and let you just do this. Like, it's uh, you know. <sighs> I don't know. Europeans, man. I don't yeah. know. I mean, y- y'all are exactly right. Even our own estimates, like from our government was saying Ukraine would fall like in a space of like anywhere from like four days to like two weeks when this thing first started a year and a half ago. And then it was like, wait, hang on, something rolling over. Help them, you know, and then we start sending them money, weapons. The other countries start sending them money, weapons. And then it's like 
the more capability they got from all the stuff we we're sending them, the, the the harder they were able to fight and, and push back. And, you know, from early estimates from our government saying anywhere from four days to two weeks, we're a year and a half into this thing. And it ain't no closer than it was a year and a half ago, you know? So, um, to, like, to Steve's point, you you know, you you pay to go be the bully. And now he's bullying you. Like, that's going to say something to people at home who, you know, the whole thing about being a strong man, you got to appear strong. And now, you know, the, the, there's a chink in the armor, you know? It's like, like, like we always use the analogy, you know, we talk about all the time, Rocky Four, you know, when he's like, he's cut. He's cut. He's a man. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not a machine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how we fat fingered uh, an extra six billy, though. To uh, them. Well, yep. Fat fingered an extra six billy over there. Right. Right. Wow. Fat fingered. Wow. Wink, wink. wink. That's the Ukraine fun. I just want my student loan to go, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but there's going to, we'll see in about five years when there's a Biden island that pops open somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, how do you, where do you get the funds to buy an island? Maybe the Ukraine money. Um, and, and you guys know, like, I, su- I support the money that we give into Ukraine because I, I, I understand the larger objective, right? Um, but this is the kind of thing that pisses off. Uh, myself included, but people who advocate for reductions in military spending and, you know, uh, in social programs to help at home because, you know, due to an accounting error, an accounting error, we sent them an extra $6 billion, but then, you know, you see people getting food stamps cut off or, or Section 8 or, you know, getting kicked off of Medicaid or whatever, where we can you know, we, we, somebody accidentally didn't carry the one or, you know, whether it was nefarious, you know what yep. I mean? To carry the two and, and Ukraine for 6 billion bucks. But then we say, Hey, you know, you need wick. We can't do it. We, we just ain't got it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> like kind of tight this year. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they didn't carry more than a little, little bit more than the one. I think they forgot to do PEMDAS on that one. Nigga. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> But, I mean, parentheses about, come first you know right. but we, i mean you think about like our our budgets right in the united states i mean in the 80s the entire united states budget was like just under a trillion dollars you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and now with a budget that's more than four trillion dollars i mean six billion dollars is like a rounding error you know what i'm saying so yeah it, it's, it's just say. it's insane the of money that that is spent in a guy you know but they like, must add it they must have E doing their uh, <laughs> the budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Savage. Yo. Savage. Oh, that's foul. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, because he's a cheap motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Except, except when he's out drinking and eating his whole uh, spending style. Like, I, I had this dude. He, you would thought he was Daddy Warbucks up here. Yeah, after you get a couple of drinks in him, mm-hmm. he definitely he definitely moves differently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so <laughs> Zion Zion is still in the news. Uh, actually, really, it's not even Zion that's still in the news. This would probably be right. a quick one. Maybe it'd be a quick one, or it might just turn real toxic. Um, but um, Mariah Mills. 
Zion must have hit. Remember, I think it was um, was it Lunell? It was a, there was a female comedian that said, you know, there's that funky stuff in the back. Like once you get into that funky stuff in the back, <laughs> you got enough dick to get to the back there. You get he get keys and he get cars <laughs> and credit cards and shit. Um, Zion must she loved this dude. She loved him. Like I've I have personally had stage five clingers like this wild ass bitch years back. Like bitch call and be like, my hair is falling out. You've got me so stressed. Uh, I think I'm pregnant. Bitch, get the f- get off my oh, phone. Man. And now this oh, was back when man. we had ho- this was back when we had house phones. So <laughs> there was no texting back then. Like I didn't get the text messages like bring oh answer machine picks up. I'm gonna just send it to the answer machine. You know um, but she's crazy, dude. Like Mariah, what's her name? Mariah Mills, Mariah right? Mills, yep. Yeah. Mariah Mills, the chick that um, uh, the young lady that Zion has been paying allegedly some large dividends to, um, for services, uh, went and got her face tattooed with his name Z I O N on her uh, her jawline this week, and um, I hope is it real. That was my first question because, like in the video that we see, there's a cut, you know, and I, I get it. They, you know, they, obviously it looks like it's cut for time. It's an Instagram video, right? We wonder, is it real? I hope it's not. I hope, I hope it's, it's not. not, man. And if it is, I think VP, to your point, you said in the chat yesterday, the people that love this girl, man, like they got to get close to her, man, because yeah, it it's. <laughs> It's bad, man. She's because if, if, if I don't you, think anybody if, like VP like, said last week. I don't think she she is what she is. I don't think people. No, check but I mean, I mean no you more. can you can have you can have real relationships. I mean, it's not like you know people. If you got people who understand, like, look, I don't agree with what you do, but you know, it is what it is. You out there? No, I'm, I'm saying I don't think she got much family, bro. I mean, she she may not, but you know, friends, <laughs> whoever, right? But the, the 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 point I'm making here is that like. It, when 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 we're watching the Netflix documentary, right? This part, you know, you, you're like the 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 48 minute mark of the I want to have documentary. This is the part where you, the viewer, see this is where they need to get her some help because this, I can see just how crazy see, this bitch. If, if, it's, if it's a story that you already know, it's you can see like this was the turning point. You know what I'm saying? If thing is real, you know, this is the turning something that. A year and a half now down the road, it's gonna be like, yo, I mean, I saw it coming. I saw it in the face tattoo. You know what I mean? So whoever it is that's in her life that that you know loves her, claims to love her, care about her, you know, whatever word you want to use for affection, they need to try to get to this chick and and get her some help, man. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty nasty, man. And uh, I hope it's not real. That's I just hope it's not real. I feel bad for this kid though, but because Steve, what you talk about, you know, it hits it hit home, man. And and we all may have experienced that. I don't I don't know. VP been pretty lucky. Uh but you know, I you know, that feeling as a kid and you you hearing that and it's like, yo, like what's your problem? You know what I mean? Like you take VPs was different. They he he was promising them citizenship. We was just telling him, I'll buy you lunch tomorrow. He like, yo, you want to come back? You want to make it to America? Yeah, I mean. Oh, you big dick of mine. 
Hindi ka black and dick man. Yo. I mean, this this kid is still young, and I mean, you know, everything on display that's happening, like he he just gotta feel like shit. Like I should knew I shouldn't knew I shouldn't have messed with you, you know. And to have this moment at twenty something, you know, the Thank world you. is watching you. It's mm-hmm. it's nasty, man. And that's what I told y'all. Y'all better protect y'all sons out here. People when does it become daughters. It's like past does, harassment. Yeah, when does it, it become harassment? It's been extortion. It's been it's revenge been porn. It's it's harassment. It's now psychological abuse. It's it's. She it's needs to be. She's got to be held abuse. accountable, man. She's got to be held accountable. Nasty, man. Now, now the one thing I will, I'll shoot her just a, a smidge of bail. Um, and this doesn't make it right, <laughs> but if I go from somebody giving me a hundred and five thousand dollars a month or whatever the frequency was. Just to, just to do the deed to now you got a baby mom's or a baby dad, we'll call it because it would be the other way around. And now you don't want to come around no more. I might feel a certain type of way, too. Like he even said he she, got her. He said, he, like, he said, yo, you can still get your bread. Just chill. She ain't, she ain't doing it for the money. That's, no a, more. that's a lot of money. She's unhinged. She's not worried about the bread no more. That's a lot of money. man. <laughs> he said, Think yo, about. I got you. He said, yo, I got you. What's that? One point two in a year. I'm yeah, giving you one point yeah. two in a year. Listen, <laughs> she must. She must. He's uh, been on 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 her what LeBron spends to be in the cryo chamber. Yeah, she, that's right. Why she must. Well, great. She sucked all the tightness out of his muscles, like straight through the through the main vein. Let's get that tightness out your shoulders here. Oh, <laughs> Lay down real quick because. Dude, a hundred. Listen, a hundred thousand. We but, talking about Steve, forty dollars for, for Steve, little things down there. The Dominican girls that Steve, look hundred times a, better. A, a rational person that's worried about their bread. When he said, "I got you," chill <laughs> would have been like, yeah. "All right, you know the account. I, I'll be waiting." Yeah. No. She doubled down. She doubled down and was like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that though. She's she's she she saw a future with him. I think is what it is. Like she probably yeah. had plans. Like, all right, I got a future with this man. I'm gonna become a basketball wife. I'm gonna get a TV show. I'm gonna build a brand. I'm gonna get a uh, you know my own clothing brand. Like whatever whatever her plan was. Like you know her board was erase it all and throw it out like you know yeah. the vision board that people make she probably had a vision board a mental vision board um you know maybe it was made out of legos something but but whatever it was he just threw a full monkey wrench in that plan and i think that's what's really probably sending her off the deep end because now she's realizing that even those couple of dollars that he might send her because eventually eventually you're gonna stop like mm. i might say hey, i got you but you're not going to send me 100000 to be quiet just for the rest of my life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You might do it for another 30 days, another 90 days. But then after that, I got to go try and land another dude. And there ain't too many other suckers out there, first of all, now that are going to take me on, knowing what kind of shit that I caused on the internet for you. That's one. And two, he's just, he's fucking dumb. 100000 Like, you're not, you're not finding that. I don't think there's any other... And it might have happened in the past. I don't know. You know, obviously, I don't know for sure. But I doubt that there's anybody else that has given a hundred thousand to abroad as an athlete, as a top athlete, for that kind of service. Like that's a lot yeah. of money. 
That's a lot of money. Oh, you should be able to get it for free. Maybe when we initially talked, you know, we I don't want to say we had it wrong or backwards, but like initially it seemed like Zion was caught up, you know, and it seemed like they both kind of were, you know what I mean? Um, so you know, so maybe she went into this thing as like a financial arrangement and then caught feelings, or even if she didn't catch feelings, she at least was addicted to the money, you know. Um and then now she's in this weird place. And, you know, I'll remind you, Steve, since, you know, you, you watch it all the time. You love it. This is kind of what happened to uh, um, old girl in The Sopranos when, when Tony cut her off, the, the Russian chick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was wild. <laughs> only, only difference is he was, he could have had her knocked off. <laughs> yeah. Right. She knows she's fucking with <laughs> But from what, like, when you try to read through the, the crazy, right? Like, I read through the crazy and as I'm looking at some of the stuff she said, I'm thinking he was probably feeding her something. And they probably were at one point, you know, more than just a transactional um, situation. Right. Because yeah. she does say that he said some shit like um, or, or she that he wouldn't let her out when she was in New Orleans because he was fearing that she was, you know, with other dudes are cheating. Right. Like a dude only cares about, you know, some box if he really cares about that person, right? Like we can, we can go get, and I'm not saying us, but men in general can go get some side box and not worry about it at all because you know what it is. Like she might have a man, she might have a husband, she might have other dudes that she, but you don't care about that. It's the point where you start to actually care about that person, become emotionally invested in that person that you start to be like, Hey, how come you ain't call me? You know what I'm saying? Hey, how come you ain't text me? yesterday it's four o'clock you know that. right and now when she <laughs> turned to you and she like we just you just paying me now you you start to get upset and frustrated so to me it sounds like they might have had something but i think shorty that he he ended up landing with is probably like that was the the one one yeah this is a classic case of pick take your poison you know and she's looking at it like you chose her over me like you, you put a baby over in her, and I've been asking. Mm -hmm. So I mean, again, you know, listen, <laughs> you play. Give me, give me the choice between a stripper and the chick that gets dick down on video. I'm gonna take the stripper, the lesser of two evils. It's like the Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, Trump. That whole that whole election, lesser of two evils. <laughs> but I mean, at, at some point, you know, again you know you you realize as a man you realize who you really need to be with and you know she's proving to the world <laughs> that he made the right choice and it's like hey you play stupid games you get stupid prizes like you know and the man the man told you chill like at some point you gotta chill and wait for that money to hit your account now you blew the whole bag away i mean right. at the most she might get gail weathers the interviewer gail king i mean gail king she yeah, I guess. she <laughs> she needs she you know I don't know but for Zion man he needs to uh, if he's gonna be trafficking in these kind of circles that he appears to to like you know he he should probably you know stop spreading DNA and start having them DAs you know switch those those letters around. <laughs> he he needs to yeah he needs to yeah exactly he needs to call James Harden. Because we know James Harden be frequenting uh, some spots in some cities, 
in the middle of games at times. Like, like this guy, he keeps it. So, and we've never heard it like for for James Harden. So and that, and that's what I've been saying. Where were the vets? Like, where were the vets? There weren't any on New Orleans. Think about it. Mm. There's no vets on New Orleans. You know, you but but again, you still like. We're we're a brotherhood. Like you should be, you should Ingram? be calling me. Ingram, Bron, Bron, Bron should have been calling them. Like, hey, this is how you keep it clean, clean. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody had to put their arms around this. I kid. refuse to believe that LeBron James has made it 20 years <laughs> and not a one, not a oh, one. There, no, there's, no, an no model, there's an IG model coming out now saying she knows where the bodies are. That that she knows LeBron has had affairs and. And I say to this, listen, man. You know it comes with the territory, man. It don't fucking matter. Savannah ain't going nowhere. Right. right. That nigga, and he ain't even gonna have to apologize publicly. He ain't gonna have to do none of that Kobe shit because Vanessa was finna take everything Kobe had. That was Kobe saving the bag at that point. Listen, yeah, Savannah ain't going nowhere. She been with that man since high school. She. Shit, Savannah probably signs off on that shit. You know what I mean? She ain't going nowhere. It's too much bread. It ain't happening. When you go from a one-bedroom apartment to, you know, the life that she's living, um, yeah, man. I I mean, don't get me wrong. wrong. Would it be wrong? Absolutely. Infidelity is always wrong. But... You know what comes with this territory. Like, if I was to get with uh, Cheryl Swoops or somebody like that, like, I know what it is. I know, like, go, listen, go get it. Go, if Brittany Griner, hey, listen, go get it. You know, whoever it is, I know what time it is. As long as you, as long as this is home, you taking care of home. Savannah, Savannah handing them, handing them broads, uh, NDA. Like, look, now, you got, you got 20 minutes apiece, okay? Right. Anything and more? I'm coming if, in. I'm whooping your ass. <laughs> and, and if Brian is doing something right, we don't we don't know that, right? He seems to have been a clean guy throughout his career, right? But if something is happening, this dude you can't know, even he, joke about LeBron. He love him that much. He can't even. No, <laughs> the point I'm making is, is that LeBron has the benefit of seeing what happened to Kobe. Him and Kobe in the exact same situation: high school sweetheart. You know, no no uh, prenup explosion of money out of nowhere you know what i mean so he probably if something is happening you know has the 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 the, the privilege of hindsight to be able to say okay let me make sure this is in place that's in place you know woo, woo, you know so you know if he is doing dirt he's keeping that shit in the wraps i have now two uh two types of automobiles that i will never frequent uh helicopters thanks to kobe and submarines thanks to uh the billionaires <laughs> those are just two things that you will never catch me in um on my own accord you'll have to force me into a helicopter if i'm doing that um kobe met her after high school i thought vanessa I yeah he met her school, he met her in 99 I don't know if they went to high school together. It was it, I don't know if they went together, but it was young, young. Like yeah, it was better. Like he met her like right like three years after his draft. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know but they he, were still young. Yeah, a couple joints in high school because Brandy yeah. and uh, oh, that's right, Kobe. That's exactly Kobe. Didn't he go to his prom with Brandy? Was it was it Brandy mm-hmm. he went to the prom? Brandy went to prom mm-hmm. with him. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But that's, um, that's who the, that's who Black America was pushing to get with. 
But that ain't work out. (laughs) You thought Kobe was going to end with somebody with box braids? (laughs) Fuck out of (laughs) here. You see Savannah change her hair up quick. Brown like, hey, you better go get some of that. Go, go. Get the good mane. (laughs) Get that shit up in there. Mane and tail. All up in there. Shit. Blue magic. Stupid. <laughs> Nonetheless, man, Zion, man, uh, he he gotta get together. Thoughts and prayers for him. Yeah, all all the best to him because it's thoughts it's and prayers. A lot of times it's hard. When Bayana went number one as expected, and I don't know if I said that right. Uh, but it's still basketball. Transition. Oh, you, you you went to the sub and then you went back to basketball. It's all good. Transition oh no! Nah, yeah, listen, man. I'm on a I'm on a timer today. <laughs> I'm on a timer. EJ trying to get drunk. I'm trying to go. You know, whatever. You know. <laughs> oh, my shit gets said first though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on a timer. EJ trying to get drunk. I gotta go pray. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's Sunday. <laughs> Whatever to make EJ look bad. Yo, I, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody finally sees it. Because I don't never get no bail otherwise. Otherwise, most times VP just adds on to the shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> we were waiting. <laughs> like, yo, I can't. On, I can't. I can't get listen, man. I, I try to be sensitive to his time and y'all still kill me for it. Steve trying to go to Costco. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah, Costco. Um <laughs> uh I don't have shit to say about the NBA draft because I, I didn't really watch too much of it. Uh I know the Magic had two early picks um here in Orlando. I'll be watching. They took two guards. Like I mean mm-hmm. I, you're just gonna keep taking guards on guards on guards like it's out of control. Um, I think the more the more um, enticing news for the NBA this week was um, Chris Paul getting traded to Golden Washington State and then Golden State. Right? Well, first, yeah, first Washington, and then people were like, "Well, they, there's no question that they're gonna just move him." Um, and then he did; he got moved to Golden State for um, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Uh, what do you guys think of that trade? Why do you think that trade took place, and what do you think the outcome is going to be? Draymond, <laughs> yeah, Dray, Draymond is the key. They they want to bring back their Gibson pool just to like, make Draymond happy, make the locker room happy. I, I don't I don't know some kind of atmosphere thing, you know. And it, and this Jordan Pool thing goes to show you that, like, I get it that you know the, the NBA, NFL, whatever is a business, you know, but you can't – and this is part of the reason why, Steve, like when we talk about LeBron leaving Cleveland, that I give LeBron a lot of bail on this because you can't trust – four days before they traded Jordan Poole, the the GM, yeah, we, he's our man, 100 grand. We, we want this guy to retire as a warrior. We love this guy here. Four days later, foot and ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I don't blame these players when they are trying to, you know – a max contract or, or you know saying a trade clause i want more money i want to get out of this organization whatever you know because the organization will do it to them you know like it can't be a business just for the business people and then for the players it's about loyalty you know so and that's what they try to sell it that's that good old that's the good old boy company man approach you know and 
that unfortunately for the players generation before them, that's how they got screwed out of never making the money that they should have. But uh, you know, the Jordan Poole thing, man, it's nasty. He he should he should have fought Draymond like, <laughs> before leaving. Um, but you know, I like the, the larger thing for me, I don't see where the Warriors go here. I don't I don't see I don't see where this team goes. Like you traded for this kid, okay, and you got back Chris Paul, who doesn't fit your offense at all, who likely might not be a starter, who, in my opinion, he's honestly one playoff injury away from retiring. Um, you didn't get you didn't ensure up your interior, you didn't get a big man, and at this point, you don't really even know if Draymond wants to come back. You know, what I mean, he might pull one of the moves and go to LA. He might, they were talking about Memphis, crazy stuff. So I don't really see where this franchise goes. And we all know Steve Kerr ain't the coach of the of, of the coach of uh accolade that he he's received. So I don't know where you go. You got Clay that is getting older athletically, clearly isn't there. Steph may have a baby face, but he's getting older. And then who do you have around? You got Wiggins who was barely there this year. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know where this team really goes. I don't know. So I think um, <clears throat> the Jordan Poole trade, and I, I good job, Var, you tried to rope me in on the LeBron talk, and uh, I'm too smart for that. Uh, the Jordan Poole trade, um, I find it the timing was, I mean, it's clear, right? Draymond opts out. Jordan Poole gets traded. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know who they wanted there. And and we know who Steph wanted there. Because ultimately, that's what it is. It ain't what nobody else wants. It ain't what Steve Kerr wants. It ain't what nobody else wants. They went to light-skinned, under-armor, shoe-wearing dude and was like, hey, we know that you're dealing with some stuff with your wife out there trying to, you know, sleep with strippers. But, um, you know... Who would you prefer? And he was like, no, nah, we need Draymond because and it's probably because Draymond is that, you know, he's that locker room guy. He's the the rah-rah guy. You need that guy. He's like Haslam to them. Um, now, if Dr- whether Draymond goes back or not is going to be the biggest question. He he loves LeBron. Like, I feel like this guy's he loved LeBron more than Savannah at times. Um, <laughs> he lose to LeBron and be like, oh, this is my great guy. <laughs> you know, fuck out of here. Um but I think, you know, I don't know if they're done, though, um, in the sense of I think they've, they've got more plans. Um, Wiggins might be on the move. Um, what's the other dude that they got? Um, the other small forward. Uh, I forget his name. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of teams are allegedly interested in him. I think it starts with a W as well. Um, but nonetheless, I still, I think they got moves to make. I think they're still going to make another move or two, I think, or they plan or they're thinking they're hoping they can. Right. Because if let's say Draymond don't come back, they got to go get somebody now at that point. Now they got to make a move and go pick someone, um, for the middle. Maybe they try to go, uh, maybe they go talk to the Knicks and, and get your boy. Um, you know, if the Knicks are shopping him or Julius, Julius, or maybe they go to, um, Minnesota and they try to make that move for Gobert or Cat or something like that, right? And they try to shore that or maybe they hit up uh the Clippers and they try to bring in Paul George and now you got Paul George, Clay, Steph, um 
Chris Paul, right? And and now you just need a, some serviceable big men in there because you should have enough as veterans to help get you through the West. You know, whether you win it or not, whether you beat Denver, whatever is is questionable. But I think they're they're just trying to build on that because Steph is gonna Steph is gonna do enough to get you in the playoffs or to play in by himself. Like you know, I think you give Steph a, a decent team and he's gonna be able to do that. He like LeBron, just like you know some of these other guys. Um, but you need those extra guys that are going to get you over to home. And I think that's what their plan is. All right. Jordan Poole didn't really show up in the playoffs. That clutch stuff didn't happen. He caused, you know, uh, well, he didn't cause it, but his situation that happened with Draymond caused, <laughs> you know, some team chemistry uh, failure, if you will. So I, I think that's what Golden State's plan. And, and, and to your point, it does Chris on the surface, does Chris Paul – um, fit the offense? Maybe not, but maybe you redraw your offense up so that now Steph doesn't have to handle the ball. Maybe he's coming off of those screens and he's catching them clean from Chris Paul, those, those passes and clay and stuff like that. Right. Maybe you slow the offense down just a little bit and keep these guys moving in half court because they're getting older. And Chris Paul is smart enough to get them the ball in situations where they can make plays and hit shots and stuff like that. That might be their hope, whether that's what's going to happen or not remains to be seen, but that could be what their thought pattern was. I I just don't see this team being a couple pieces away. This is the team that got swept by the Lakers, right? By the old man Lakers. And that wasn't a team that was very deep. Y'all got to stop that. Y'all got to stop doing that with the Lakers, man. I'm that just, Lakers team, once they came back, so after they made the move, yeah, they were strong. Deadline, they had the winningest record in the league. Yeah, okay. I mean, again, so even to that point, I don't feel like this Golden State team has won anything away. When you got the Kings out there, got yeah. the Nuggets out there, you got LeBron who may tool up with a Draymond or or get or they you know, they gonna make moves. Um, you got Memphis that, you know, Ja's gonna sit twenty five games, but shit, we know. They just got Marcus <laughs> that, Smart. They got Marcus Smart, and we know that shit. They actually still can play without this motherfucker. So when he actually does come back, now he got Marcus Smart, who you know a lot of people give Marcus Smart a lot of shit when you know his only real f- claim to fame of ever doing anything stupid was in college. You know, as a young boy, when the fan called him a nigger, but you know you got a guy who has an OG presence who was the glue for Boston, the heart and soul for Boston, who's going to show these cats how to play, how to win. So, I mean, I don't really see shit getting easier for Golden State in any way, and I don't see them being a piece away. I I really don't. And at some point, Steph, you know, let's not forget, he started his career injury prone. He ain't getting no younger. And and that's on my thought. I don't I don't feel like they got better adding Chris Paul. Um, you know, he doesn't fit the playing style. Now I can, you know, we don't know it yet. It remains to be seen. I could see Steve's argument on maybe they're gonna change the offense or or something like that, half court, et cetera. You know, fine. But the day you have Steph and then it's kind of like everybody else. Clay is a shell of himself. You know, Draymond ain't the same Draymond that he was before. The Chris Paul you just got ain't the same Chris Paul. And, you know, to Steve's point, yes, yeah, Steph can get you to the playoffs, but if you don't got those other pieces to help you get over the hump, 
that that guy who is going to give you the unexpected 25 points one night, you know, or, you know, maybe one night Steph's shooting it crazy and then Clay's also going off at the same time. And then instead of needing 25 from that one guy, you only need 12 from him or something, or something like that. You know, they, they seem to not have those pieces anymore. And unless they have more in the plans in terms of, of trades, I, I, I just don't see it happening. And to EJ's point, West has gotten so much better. And it, it, I don't want to say it seems like overnight because, I mean, obviously these teams have been building towards this or whatever. But, you know, you I don't know if we were expecting the Kings to be those guys this year. And everybody expects them to be right back there next year. Mm-hmm. You still got to live there. Denver still will be, you know, if they decide to go um, deeper into the luxury tax and, and run it back with that team, they're still going to be formidable. The Suns just did their thing. We got to see how they put that roster together just because they're so far over the cap and, and they got Bill, uh, uh, KD, and, and a Booker. I, last night that they're looking to Aiden, they're trying to find a, a, another trade partner to make it a three team. But uh, move Aiden to, to relieve some salary cap and get some picks, you know. But uh, um, the Suns are there, so it's not like the West, you know. It, it's like when Boston asked Porzingis, it's like, yo, I can see them doing things because the East is still not as good as it's kind of historically been, right? Um, but okay, I can see Boston, you know, being the team to beat in the East. But with this move in, in Golden State, it's like. Eh. And let's not let's not forget the the Mavericks with Kyrie Irving and Luca Doncic were eleventh in the final standings. And you know if Kyrie comes back and they get a year to gel, okay. And then you got the Clippers. Yeah, they, were both, they were both injured. They didn't play many games together, which is a which is you know I think for Dallas can be a good thing once we we see them together this year. Um, but they still need pieces too. Yeah. And they still got to get them back. And the Clippers landed at five with the injuries that they had. I mean, so again, I, you know, I just don't, I don't know. I don't see this team. They, they finished six 44 and 38. I don't, I don't see this team. We got to see, see about the Clippers, though, because, I mean, we're hearing about them shopping Paul George like uh, the which, Knicks were rumored. Which I think I think makes no no bones for them because that motherfucker barely played, too. Yeah, I think this, I think his value is is lower than what it than Way what it down. could be if they wait until halfway through or close to halfway through the season to see what that looks like. But, um, you know, if they're if they're shopping him, it's because Kawhi also had, a, you know, some input on it. So. That's a one question I got for y'all. Did Tobias Harris become LeBron James overnight? Because Philly, he did. Yo, <laughs> Philly is bugging. They asked Cleveland, EJ. Yeah, I know this is gonna resonate with you because you love you like this team just like I do. Um, <clears throat> they asked Cleveland for Mobley, Jared Allen, and a pick for Tobias for Tobias Harris. That, this is why you can't take the NBA seriously. This is this is precisely why we can't take the NBA seriously. It it just you can't. And even the fact that even the, the, the trades that I saw for Paul George to the Knicks, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right fucking here and now. If the New York Knicks trade for Paul George, I'm fucking done. I am done for the next five years. There ain't a lot of trades out there that I would fuck with for the New York Knicks. 
at this point. We got a young team. We just need to get rid of the coach. But I, you can't take the NBA seriously, man. Even the Porzingis to Boston trade makes no sense to me. I hear you, VP, but what the fuck is Porzingis going to do? He was just in the team. He was just in Washington with a similar team. He he was getting you buckets, but the motherfucker don't stay healthy. He's a perimeter shooter. They're going to stretch the floor, but it's three niggas that want to shoot. They look at as well, being Phoenix, like same, same thing. There ain't enough basketballs in America for that Phoenix team, for them That's shooters. Right. And, and we're all saying they're going to have the same problem. They ain't, the only difference in Boston, at least, they kind of got some guys that – but you can't even say that no more because they ain't got Marcus Smart. Uh, you know, they got Williams that's going to play the, in the interior. But ain't nobody – who the fuck's really scared of them right now? When, well, when we know Jason Tatum <laughs> fuck around disappear. That's true. But Porzingis, he could he could um like he's gonna get you twenty seven and eleven, you know, on his Every good now nights. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, on his good nights. He's gonna get, yeah. but he's he's a rebounder. Um, you know, he's a long guy, pause. He's gonna stretch the floor. And I think their hopes is to try and pull the big men out of the paint if they can, if they can pull exactly. uh, you know, the basket, you know, uh protectors out of the paint a little bit to make room for Tatum and and Jalen Brown if Jalen Brown ever decides he's going to learn how to go left. But that's the thing. Like, when you look at, let's just, let me just give Miami their props. You match up this Miami team versus Boston. It just got harder for Boston. Ain't nobody fucking, Bam is, Bam now don't have to worry about this nigga. He's, he, Bam does not have to worry about Porzingis. He's the, he's one of the well, one who, big men. Well, who did East. he have before to worry about on that team? Horford? I think Porzingis is a better is a better decoy, if you will, yeah. at big man than than Horford, I, and, he, and he's at least a scorer. You know, Horford is going to. And when Horford was in the game, they didn't even have Bam guard him because I, I know. Like but this, but again, time. we forget this motherfucker Porzingis wasn't in 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 the West somewhere. He's playing in Washington. These motherfuckers have seen him. They he wasn't lighting the league up. He had a couple of good games here and there. But he ain't what he was. And and frankly, no disrespect to your Heat, VP. I don't think Boston is thinking the Heat next year. I think they're thinking thinking Milwaukee, Philly. Milwaukee, right. Yeah, and Philly. Um, So, and, 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 you know, to that point, I think Miami has some moves to make. Um, If they're going to be as successful next year. Because they're going to get some of those small guys back, the heroes and stuff. But you guys, we talked about MVP. You know, Black like you guys need some size in you. Pause. But but you look at it uh, to the to the point of a Milwaukee Portis on Porzingis. That shit is dead. Like I mean, this Porzingis played in the East and was not a factor for Washington at all. Like he was getting some buckets. He had some good nights. I got to watch him versus the Knicks live, and I saw the whole you know. Pulling Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson was out there guarding this dude. Granted, he gave Mitchell 20-something points, but he didn't affect the outcome of the game. Granted, they didn't have much, but Kuzma, now that motherfucker, he can get you a bucket. Kuzma is is the one out there. But, I mean, to me, you add Porzingis to this Boston team, you take away the toughness and the heart. Now they really don't have any – they really don't have any dogs. They really don't now. I don't, I don't see how this helps this team. <laughs> I just don't. I, it's three dudes is going to be on the perimeter looking to jack up shots. 
I mean, what it also tells you too is is to them team to the coaches for lock Joe Mazzula, you know, Ime was there. They were a defensive team first. And with Joe Mazzula there, it's like, yo, the, as long as you score more points, you win the game. So you don't gotta worry about defense. Right. You know, so <laughs> yeah. and it seems like this move is basically just you Jack know, going up. deeper into that bag. 50 shots a game. I want y'all to have 50 shots. Each one yeah. of y'all, 50 shots. <laughs> Every Everybody wants to be champions on paper. So they're just looking at their names and how they can stack their roster to make it appear like it's a championship roster. Um, but at the end of the day, they got to play the game. And we've seen that that's not happening. Like the Lakers have been, um, you know, with LeBron and AD, they've been a favorite. And granted, they, they overperformed this year, but... They didn't get it done. That Phoenix team was a favorite as soon as um, KD went over there. They couldn't get it done. Like, you had two underdog stories, if you will. Denver was looked good all season, but they don't have – there's no one – I mean, Joker sticks out now because of the year he had, but going into the season, nobody was like, they have an absolute top five guy in the league on their team, or they have two top ten guys or anything like that. Jamal Murray wasn't on anybody's radar. Uh, Aaron Gordon was just a dunker. He was like a, a Blake Griffin, you know, with a little bit more rebounding. Like, that's how you looked at that team. So you had the underdog story there. Miami, I mean, you had a bunch of nobodies, no offense to any of them, you know, but that was the theme of the playoffs. The undrafted guys, I got six undrafted guys. Like, fuck out of here. Um, you know, nobody thought that they were going to do what they did. So you can stack these rosters however you want. It's starting to look like heart and talent and and depth is what's really making the NBA teams that are winning teams, um, you know, in these days. It's no longer the the Wade, Bosch, Braun. Like, that super team was a different type of team. Like, you had three of the top 10 to 15 guys in the league, hands down, no question. Top Ten. one at top the 10. top. Top, top one at, at each of their positions, yeah. right? You could make that argument. The only difference, the only only question would have been flash at, at shooting guard because Kobe was in the league, but Brown was the best small forward. Bosch was arguably the best power forward with maybe Stoudemire being the only person that maybe well, Tim Duncan, um, that would have been in the conversation, but these guys, it's not like that no more. Like, and these, and, and these dudes, they want to be friends and shit. Like, you know, they want to be friends with the other team. They want to go shoot around. They want to have lunch with them and dinner before the fucking game. Like nah, man, that's, get out there. That's what I said this, a couple pods ago. That's what I said yeah. a couple pods ago. This this is signified the end of that super team era. It is now about how how much depth do you have, in, you know, on your team, and and when it comes late to the playoffs, who's gonna make that run? Right, and 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 I don't I don't disagree with either. I, I want to make two points real quick. Because Steve kind of brushed over this, and I, I think it's an excellent point. The Aaron Gordon Blake Griffin comparison. You know, Blake Griffin was basically the same player his whole career. Aaron Gordon added stuff in that, like, watching him in Denver. I don't watch many Denver. I don't watch many Western teams, period, just because they, they play late. late and I got to go. You know. <laughs> but while Aaron Gordon played in the finals, like, I recognize him. You know, just seeing what I saw when he was in Orlando. And you look at a guy like Blake Griffin, who was a star from jump versus, you know, Aaron Gordon, who kind of, had to become what he is versus coming into the league, you know, to see the way he's changed his game is like players need to do that. You gotta, you gotta add stuff in the off season. You can't just come back as the same guy every year or what, you know, like that's, that's what, you know, makes these guys viable to their, to their franchise. But um, 
you know, to the point about the about the super team era, I think that you guys are right. But I think the one thing that is has been a bigger factor in this whole super team thing is the collective bargaining agreement where they've added for max contracts. And yeah. so now these players are being paid so much money. It's it's crazy to put them together because I mean you just look at the salary in um um Phoenix. KD is getting paid, I think it's something like 49. Bradley Bill makes 47 million. And uh Devin Booker who makes 30. It almost seems like he's on food or something based on <laughs> you know what he's being paid compared to those other guys. Mm. And then next, not next year, but the, the year after next both Bradley Bill and KD's contracts go into the $50 million range. Mm. And then Booker's going to be at almost like 40. That's just and Boston. Guys. Boston with just two guys, 600. Right. Though. Boston with just two guys, you're going to be at 600 million average salary of like 55 million a year for, for, uh, for each. You're going to have 110 million bucks in just two players, let right. alone whatever else you do. So the salary cap itself is essentially anti- or not the salary cap, but the um, the, the CBA, deals, the CBA is essentially anti-super team, which I would argue is a good thing. Yeah, and there's not too many Tom Brady's out there. You know what I mean? Like in the NBA, you don't have Tom Brady's out there, and rightfully so. I'm not I'm not getting at these guys for for getting their money, but there's not many guys out there that are or or Wade's for that matter, right? Dwayne Wade has known to have always taken pay cuts for Miami, like. Yeah. This guy always put the team first, always put winning first. Even his LeBron, when he got to Miami, played on team. Yeah, even when LeBron got to Miami, he could have gotten more, right? Um, but he took a little bit of a of a cut because he knew in endorsements. Plus, he's you know business savvy. He's got guys in his corner that are super super smart, and winning, winning is going to make you more money in those endorsements than you know than this contract in most cases, right? The little bit that you're that you're leaving on the table. So yeah, man, you don't have too many of those guys. I think the one last piece that I'll see on the NBA on, on this piece on the NBA is the last determining factor is going to be where Dame Dame Lillard um lands. If if he lands somewhere other than where he is right now or if someone big lands there, but I think it's more him going somewhere because I don't know that there's one person or even two people right now that can make Portland be that team where you're like, oh shit, we got to worry about them. Not in not in one trade. Not that they can make. Nope. Portland's not a team that's that's they're not a piece away. They're they're multiple pieces away. Mm-hmm. And at Dame, at this stage in Dame's career, is either you know this whole loyalty that he's been. I know EJ's called cap. You know, but uh, um, either he has to decide <laughs> I'm gonna be loyal and I'm gonna retire a, a trailblazer because that's what I want to do. You know, ring or not. Or he has to say, I want a ring and I got to get out of here because he's not winning a ring if he stays in Portland. Not If he does, he's going to be like and be like that blue guy who, you know, is the heart of the team, the dude like Steve was talking about. Because, um, you know, it, it ain't happening the way the roster is presently constructed. He's he's doing He's suffering from the same thing Aaron Rodgers was suffering from. He doesn't want to seem like the bad guy to the fans of that franchise, but he knows he he needs to go. They haven't done right by him. They haven't pulled anybody in. They haven't made any of the moves they need to make. And you unfortunately have you know uh, spited you yourself by saying you don't believe in the super teams. You don't believe in teaming up. 
you want to get it from the mud. He want to be all on his Oakland shit. And listen, here you are. You're rotting in ring purgatory, and no one's coming out there. You know That's what I mean? Comparison. You're not coming out there. The one place I think Dame can go, and I'll ask you guys the same question if you if you feel there's one place. The one place I think Dame can go that can make a huge difference immediately and make them a, a, like a a championship, like maybe favorite, would be Philly. If yeah. they found a way to do that without losing Embiid, like if he replaces, like if he comes in there and he replaces, I mean, I'm willing Harris. to give up. I'm willing, yeah, I'm willing to give up a Harris and maybe even a Maxi, right? But yeah, if you can hold on to Max, Tobias Harris and Maxi, and then some picks. Yeah, but I mean, if they keep, if they can keep James Harden, they can keep um, Embiid, and they can get, now you got a, a pretty. I think that's a pretty good team, good you know, super team and. You know they'll probably have to find some vets to fill in, but I I, I would like to see Dame and Philly. That would be nice. I, I think that's the only place that that to me culturally makes sense for him because Miami. I don't see him fitting Miami style. I don't. I don't. Miami for what they have. They have athletic guards. They need to get bigger on the wings, and they need to get bigger in the interior. Dame to me ain't the defensive guy that's gonna fit the Heat culture. Um, he gonna score fifty. I mean, it'll help that team, but what they have to give up in in what they have currently, I think, hurts them. Because right. if they if they get Dame and yeah, he'll give you fifty, and then J- Jimmy will be out there playing defense by himself all day long with Bam. But you know, <laughs> come playoff time, these motherfuckers is gonna be burnt out. So yeah. you know. It'll never I mean, happen, but Miami should try to get some ROI on Jimmy right now because he's what thirty three. Yeah, thirty three. Yeah, he ain't getting no younger. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pat Riley, you know, I mean, he's not on record, but the Heat have made no secret that they want Dane, and like even reports, you know, from some of the the Heat beat writers, you know, I know Steve hates beat writers, have been that the Heat were going after Bradley Bill, but they weren't like ever. Like we gotta get, you know. It was like, oh, okay, we, we make you this offer, you know. Okay, you right. don't want it. That's fine. Cool. You know. What I mean? so yeah. I I think they they believe that Dame is gonna ask to be traded, and then they're gonna be in the mix. But you know, Dame will trade, so it's not like he can he wants to go. You know, and Portland has to do that. That's where he wants to go. They're gonna where they're gonna get the most value. You know. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, I just think he's. I, unfortunately, at this time, I just think he's he's up. To, he's getting older in the tooth too, and I don't. The NBA man, they. I don't know, man. It, we. They, I don't know. This finals was great for the parity, for the two teams that matched up, but just all around the league, like either shorten the season or something, because I can't take eighty-two games of this shit. Motherfuckers are scoring 40, 50. You know, I like it. I, I don't I like, like the 82 games. I don't. I think the lowest they could go is 70. Like they can't go any lower than that. And I and I still think like here's a, the thing with shortening the season. You shorten the season and now you got all these records and you know, now you have these these goat debates that change and like I mean, don't get me wrong, there's been major changes in the past, three point line and stuff like that that change trajectory, um, replay, all of that stuff, you know, just like the NFL. But you shorten the number of games, man. That, but that's... let's say you do take it to seventy. Yeah. 
Now you got the play-ins and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You got, I mean, you got the eighty. You got the eighties because it's not even just the play-in because they've essentially elongated the season when they stopped the first and second round from being five game series. Because remember, it used to only be the conference mm-hmm. finals and the that were seven game series. So like that's why I always put Steve's argument: George never been to game seven when like, he didn't have to play game sevens when he first started. <laughs> Those didn't exist into the, in the finals. finals. In the finals, they did. In the finals, they no, did. The, and, the, and he got six the, rings. No, no, and he I got six mean, rings, no game sevens. Okay, Watch but your I'm mouth. talking about in the playoffs. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, um, but regardless, you know, so you essentially elongated the season, and then you add the play-in, where it's like, okay, these four teams got to play more games, and then still go through the playoffs. And if you have a grueling season, and we talked about it after the Heat loss to the Nuggets, y'all was saying, man, them guys look tired, like you know, you go, played a thousand games. Right, you you had to play the play-in. You had to play both. You had to play both play-in games. Then you, you know, five against Boston, six against uh, um, uh, New York, York, and then seven against um, Boston. I mean, uh, five against Milwaukee, six against New York, and then five against Boston. So that they should consider, you know, maybe seventy games, and then you know you keep the play-in, keep playoffs where they are, whatever. So yeah, and then they talked about they talked about doing other shit like having losers bracket uh, type tournaments, you know. All you know, give us some other shit that's entertaining because you know a lot of that shit. Okay, prime example, the the Grizzly. Remember that stretch when the Grizz had Ja on the sideline and these motherfuckers won twenty games. We were like, where? Everybody missed that shit. It was like, nah. Damn, what they need, what, what they need to shorten is they need to shorten that damn preseason. That fucking NBA preseason is long as shit. Them motherfuckers start preseason like two months before the season starts. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need to shorten. I mean, I get it. It's still eighty-two I mean, that's games for the young, regular. That's for the youngins, though, that ain't that ain't no stars playing. Yeah. I well, mean, no, it, a lot of these guys do play. A lot of these guys. I mean, they don't play long minutes, but they do play. Um, yeah. I mean, the the season, man. I mean, it's just. I don't know. I just to me, I, I get it. I get the eighty-two game. I, it's been what it's been, but. The league don't, yo. The league don't really get exciting. People don't really start worrying about the league until when. After I say, break. I say, make it a hundred. <laughs> make it a hundred games. Ah, let's go. Um, you, you the company man. We, we can't trust you. <laughs> um, what happened in the NFL? What did I miss? Shit, I forgot. <laughs> I put NFL on there, but I was thinking maybe just talking about it. Seasons coming, coming around. Yeah, maybe that. Um, you know, Seasons cheetah, coming. cheetah, cheetah's not facing no criminal charges, but the league is looking into them. But this, you see what's happening, right? What's that? Man, man's finally got a quarterback and want to talk about the NFL every week now. <laughs> when he ain't had no quarterback, he <laughs> was <laughs> like, um, oh, milestones only. Yeah, right. that's foul. That's foul. <laughs> <laughs> that's foul. Yeah, I mean, just the season is getting closer. It's getting closer. Yeah, no, I'm excited for football this year. I, I like, I like the parity of the league with all the movement, especially um, you guys. AFC East is gonna be a that's gonna be a a dog fight, yo. Y'all gonna have a dog fight out there. It's Who do y'all play? Game. Who's your off? Who's your off division this year for the AFC East? Oh, is it? It's us, isn't it? It's the NFCs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely gonna be a, y'all. Y'all gonna. It's gonna be tough, man. 
Because listen, our first eight games is 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 hard. Our first eight yeah. games is extremely hard. I think the AFC East period, like regardless of how the schedule is kind of um, made up, it's going to be rough just because they got to play each other and they got to play the AFC East. It's not like it's it's years where it's like it's just us and and Philly. You know, I, I guess you could argue it's still just Dallas and Philly, but uh, uh <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, but the Giants could make a little bit of noise. Who who knows? But yeah, it's gonna. Be, I mean, tough. Not if Saquon don't decide to show up. Yeah, Saquon NFL, still has signed his uh his tender. The NFL has a uh, you know they're trying to rig the AFC in the, the league in general for the New York Jets. But you know we'll see what happens. You know. Terrible. Listen, man, I I, I got look at the schedule. You guys don't got to travel a lot. Yeah, well, it's I mean, like a, it's like a six week stretch. Where but we had a fucking. They don't even had, have to leave but nobody was saying that we had the fucking toughest schedule last year after having one of the shittiest records the year before. No one hey, said I'm anything. No one said anything. It's, it's not lost it's, on me that you guys a, get Aaron Rodgers and all of a sudden the travel gets cut down. It's about time we get a bone. It's about time. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yeah, pause, pause. It's about time. You know what I mean? I don't disagree with you, but it's I mean shit. We had a horrible record the year before and then had top five percentage in, in hardest schedules last year. Like, come on, man. Like it's nasty. it's nasty. Y'all still got y'all still got difficult schedules this year, as do we, because we gotta play you guys. I think these two divisions, and it's gonna sound somewhat biased um to the pod and, and me personally, but I think these could be two at the end of the year could be two of the best divisions in the league. I think you guys can send two, maybe three teams to the playoffs as depending on how everything plays out. And I think mm-hmm. the NFC East can send two easily. Um, and, you know, if, if, you know, shit shines right, then we could potentially send three as well. Um, so the fact that we divisions. play each other is going to be tough. Yeah, I don't think there's many other divisions that can say that because you look yeah. at NFC North, they just got weaker essentially because mm-hmm. you know you take Aaron Rodgers out of there, you don't know what Jordan Love is going, you don't know what the other teams are going to do. Detroit looks like the most stable team, which is still unstable. You look at the NFC South, all over the place. Then uh, <laughs> you you look at the AFC, the only other the only other division in the AFC that you can kind of count on to deliver you something is the AFC North, but they, no, they're kind of... Nah, I wouldn't that Kansas City division? I mean... Kansas the, City and Chargers? AFC West is still Chargers division. I mean, still uh, KC's division. The Chargers are still young, and they're still the Chargers. They, they to me, they're just historically going to be a choke artist team. That's just me. But, uh, you know, the Broncos, they got Sean Payton now, maybe. So maybe we're leaving them out, maybe. That's um, a sleeper. Sleeper. That's, you know, Sean, Sean, maybe AFC West. And but then you look at what AFC North, you 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 have the Ravens, you have the Steelers, you got the Bengals. So I don't know. The AFC overall is just gonna be probably tougher than people are really giving credit to um yeah. as it stands. So yeah, the AFC yeah. as a whole the conference is just probably nasty right now when you look at it. Because no division is really from top to bottom that trash. Now the NFC yeah. totally different. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> all right. What else we got? Um shit, EJ, you've been you went to see the blackening? 
I did. I saw the blackening last night, and I thought it was going to be. We're not going to talk about this screen. What's going Huh? I said, we're not going to talk about this submarine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I tried. I I had sub jokes all at the beginning, and y'all was like, uh, no bites. I said too soon. No bites. I was was, was, was waiting. I was fishing and y'all was well, like, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've been waiting to get into it. I, 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 I got a take. What's go ahead, the take? Man. Let's talk about it. I don't think they should have <laughs> went to look for the motherfuckers. Oh, shit. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> that is VP, the research, the, the president of research for the podcast with his own take. That says now. Go ahead. Here's why, right? One, you know, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see that that uh, James Cameron interview. James Cameron, the director of Titanic, Avatar, Terminator, etc. <laughs> James Cameron is a, is one of these like submarine hobbyists. He's built his own submarine. He goes down to Titanic a bunch. I think he's been down there twelve times. Really? He's actually, I didn't know that. yeah. He's a he's a big hobbyist into that. He he's been down to the Mariana Trench, which is three times deeper than uh, yeah. Titanic. He's I think he wow. said he's made uh I think he said he's made like 39, 38 dives. Um wait, he's so, going deeper than the Titanic? Yeah, he's gone to the Mariana Trench, which is three times deeper than Titanic. Okay. What what is wrong with these people? Go ahead. But <laughs> the 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 point of I'm bring, me bringing up the the James Cameron thing is that he talked about like people who are in this thing. He was saying like you know this thing with with submersible diving, you know That's this like, is this is a grown person's like art. There's a lot of science behind it. You know what I mean? And um, Cameron says for the sub that he built, they spent three years of modeling just on the computer before they ever built anything. Whereas these people seem to just like put this shit together with duct tape. And decided to go down to Titanic or whatever and had some kind of failure. When you see the interview with the with the CEO guy, they got lights from Camping World and like all this like, you know, rigged up shit that seemed like, oh, you know, hey, like, you know, like like MacGyver, basically, you know, we got some chewing gum, some nail clippers and, uh, you know, some some uh, coax cable. Let's make us up, you know, and and, and the, the point I'm making when I say I don't think they should have went down there to get them is that these people took this extreme risk they didn't get their vessel certified etc and then they go down there and then we have to spend million tens of millions of dollars from multiple governments and you know navy assets assets planes in the air satellites etc looking for these people who took risk and that's fair to a country you got burden because these people be asshole. If you decide to go camping in a goddamn volcano, you shouldn't expect to be rescued when the shit erupts. You guys are gonna travel a lot. Yeah, well. <laughs> I want to know. First of all, why why are people going? All right, <clears throat> I'm not paying two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go somewhere if I'm not the first one. Like, it's one thing if nobody had ever been there and they're like, yo, we about to take this voyage uh, in this in this sardine can, <laughs> you know, 
Um, nobody has ever been here. You'd be the first. You'll go. You'll go on in history. You'll go down in history. Like what's the nigga's name that that allegedly walked on the moon first? Um, Neil back Armstrong. When, Armstrong. Yeah, back when they green screened it. Um, <laughs> 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 like it's different. It's different in that situation. But if you like, yo, we've had people go there, or now I've learned and didn't know that you've had this guy that I've already talked about that's been deeper. Pause. Like. Why? Why? Why am I? Why would I do this? First of all, like how? What kind of hobbyist are you that decides? Let me go as deep into the sea as possible. Like, at what point do you say to yourself, "I'm gonna just stay where I'm at. Like, I'm good where I'm at." And then you're not gonna put me into <laughs> just an item that you drop down, right? I don't think it had a motor of any sorts, right? Did it have like a, a controllable mo- motor? I'm not like, sure. Like, how was this thing moving? Like, <laughs> I, no, no, no. And yes, and, and I agree. And, and it's not the United States. Um, the United States shouldn't have put any any uh, resources into this shit. Like, and and then you think about wasn't no Americans on there, right? No. Yeah. The, the and, CEO and, and wasn't, you, he wasn't American. I don't know if he was American. I, from my understanding, it was the CEO. I think was American. His wife isn't. His um, wife is the one that's a descendant of the Titanic, but I think he, he was American. Them shit. I, thought, they, I, didn't, I didn't think like I mean I'm, I'm not a from his I know one guy, the billionaire guy. The billionaire guy was from the UK, and then the the Pakistani guy and his son were you know Pakistani. Right. And then there was the pilot. They haven't really given any information. The pilot, and then yeah, the fuck him. You know, <laughs> that's basically the same media has been. But, At what point do you think they knew they was fucked? I mean, right away, according to, to reports, it seemed like this thing in, imploded about an hour and a half into the journey on Sunday. So it seemed like, like even from the beginning, from the beginning of the search, they already were gone. So I don't know if y'all saw the thing I posted in the chat. They said that the Navy just from its, they said there's some kind I of heard top about secret, it on Sunday. Yeah, it was some kind of top secret listening or listening shit that we got where they heard the implosion on Sunday, but they didn't know what it was. And so, like, and, after the fact, and they didn't what what that really was. And like I was telling my lady, I said. You think the fucking U.S. didn't know these motherfuckers already? They didn't know this shit. This shit with war games and spy games, Hunt for Red October, all that shit is real. Like they ain't in these big ass oversized subs anymore. These motherfuckers is down there with shit, trying to figure out ways how we do what we need to do. They knew what was going on. They just revealing how they knew would give other people advantages to know what type of tech mm. the navy really has we, right. we know what time it is stop yeah. it and and the, the thing for me like you know where i'm where i i'm i'm saying like you know i don't know if we should be going down there to look for these people because you know now you see at the at the um at the press conference when they announced that the the thing imploded one of the questions from the journalist to the to the admiral who's giving the press conference is are we going to make any efforts to go try to recover the bodies? And he's trying to be like, as respectful can. And he's like, you know, at, at that depth, you know, the, the, the ocean is, is, is very unforgiving. He's basically trying to say, yo, are you fucking serious? Like, you, you, you see what already happened to it? Like, come on, dog. Uh, it's this kind of thing. Because you, now you think about, and you got these bills who saying, we got to go to space. We need to send people to Mars. So motherfuckers gonna go get trapped on the moon on Mars, and then we gotta move heaven and earth to go get there. It's like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Like, 
you know, you know why I don't want to go to Mars, Steve? Because Mars has one big problem that the Earth don't got. It don't got no fucking air. So what the fuck do I want to go there for? <laughs> the, main, the, the main like, thing in, we need to live. Right. It's inhabitable. Like, I get to Mars and I go to the beach club. Can I go to a restaurant and get a nice steak? You know? No. And then on top of that, I can't fucking breathe. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... I would have shit myself, yo. Like as soon as the nigga was like, yo, <laughs> imagine, yo, imagine you sitting there, you like, all right, we gonna go, got <laughs> shit, yo, I'm hitting the buttons, check the batteries. I mean, trying to nothing happened. So somebody, yeah, somebody ain't recharged the battery, yo. <laughs> oh my god, you think so? Do you think the pilot or the whatever he was, you think he told them like right away, like, hey? Brace yourself, or you think he kind of kept it to himself? Like, oh shit, he probably kept it to himself. You think the CEO was on board, so he probably like, hey, uh, hey, Matt, can I, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> and they over there, like, whispering to other people, like, everything all right? Oh, yeah, 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 we're checking the, the flux capacitor. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, we just, we just checking the GPS. <laughs> we want to make sure we wasn't sure if we were supposed to go up or down. <laughs> Yo. I don't, yo, oh my God. So the implosion, they said that it probably happened so fast that they probably felt nothing, right? Yeah. That they, they felt no pain. Um, <laughs> they say it takes two hours to get down. So they were already, I think they said it was an hour and a half into the journey to when the people up top lost communication. So if you figured that's when it happened, if it takes two and a half hours to get down 13,000 feet, you figure an hour and a half, they probably were at least, you know, 6,000 feet down or so. And our regular subs, like the ones with people on them, only go down like 4,000 feet. They probably yeah, those, those, are the, those are the military tactical. They probably could go deeper, choose yeah. not to for safety. You know, you got to figure that, the, I mean, the pressure down there, you know, at, at my at my last job, I used to work with like underground cables and shit. And they would, we had to do training on like what to, what to do, like if if you're in a hole like on a dig and, and it collapses and just in like a three foot hole of dirt the amount of pressure it, it can exert on your legs could break bone you know what i mean so imagine being down water we damn fathomable amounts of pressure i wish i knew science like that yo to understand like the the pressure like that like when you go up into an airplane or when you go down and underwater or whatever into you know like i wish i i understood that shit because i don't like to me i'm like nigga when you in the water you in the water no matter how deep you go it's just you know you swim (laughs) you know like you know i feel like if you at eighty thousand feet underwater it's the same as being four feet it's just can you hold your breath long enough to get down there <laughs> like that's how that's how i see it so when they're like oh pressure pressure i'm like what pressure y'all talking about you know I, maybe it's just me man but i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing um it's gonna be some crazy ass lawsuits real quick before i uh before i make my quick exit um the blackening that's that's my submission for the Benjis. It was actually pretty, pretty good. It was comical. It was stupid, but it was actually a pretty damn good watch. So was it a scary movie? 
it was a horror comedy. It was it was in that oh. vein. Yeah, it was in that vein of a scary movie type thing, but it, it was actually pretty funny. It was actually good. Uh, and it's all black people, right? It's all black people. A couple of literally like three white people in the whole movie. So you, yo, can you can you hold back about two minutes on bingeables real quick? Now I'm I'm leaving that there for y'all. No, no. I'm, I'm saying I, I, I want I want to bring up a bingeable group. I'm saying, can you hold up? Can you stay? Can you stay like two minutes? I'm gonna hear you. I'm gonna hear okay. you. But I gotta go. <laughs> so EJ recommended Flaming Hot, and he said, "This thing." Oh, that shit war. was absolutely fucking trash. I couldn't make it to five minutes, yo. <laughs> you disrespectful piece of shit. <laughs> you yo. son of a bitch. <laughs> How yo, can you? Yeah, ain't got no soul, man. <laughs> Yo, I he, punked, he punked us. I get it. I watched the whole thing. I, I I didn't think it was like that as bad as Steve is saying, but I gotta call some major fucking cap, yo. Yo, y'all, y'all niggas ain't got no soul, yo. Y'all motherfuckers will y'all motherfuckers are the two most inconsistent motherfuckers ever. Y'all be like, y'all be like the, the whale was good, fucking, and this was good. And yeah, you know I mean, it's cause it's, it was a Mexican. You motherfuckers are racist. There it is. <laughs> There it is. There it is. I knew I it. I made it to about 12 minutes, yo. At about the 12 oh, minute man. mark, I was like, yo, what am I watching, yo? Yeah, this motherfucker. Hey, can you stay a minute so we can shit on your tape? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a good it was a good story. I had never heard the story before, but but uh but yeah. I didn't know Evil and Warrior produced that until it got to the end. That shit was ass, yo. Yeah, I'm yeah, it's a good story though. I'm watching that shit, and this no. I, well, maybe I got to finish the story, but yeah, I, I'm watching this shit, and he's telling this story about his little girlfriend and shit, and I'm like, then they running from the police. All right, yeah, all right, dog, you got it. <laughs> I'm well, done. When you make it to the end, they they actually stay together. Uh, it says they were married. I think they're married like 48 years or something like that. So three kids, 48 years, nah. and uh, she's the one who helped him develop the um. Like the 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 flaming hot flavor or whatever, they, they could have put that shit into a meme. They tested <laughs> it out on their kids or whatever. They had a, they had one son, and they they uh he would be like their 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 sampler basically, and then once he said it was right, that's when they to um you know to the company and the shit like what about it too is like this definitely is something that's just like it got to be for that because like telling his boss at the factory. The Frito Lay factory, yo, we gotta get this, you know, to corporate or whatever, you know. And the boss is like, "Oh yeah, so I'm supposed to just call the the, the head of uh, uh Frito Lay and tell them that one of my janitors came up with a new flavor? Come on, you know." And so since he's a janitor, he got access to the office, goes in there at night, and they book in there in his manager's office that got like every number, and he just calls the CEO's office, you know. And I'm like. Ain't no way in hell in today's day and age, like a plant supervisor got the CEO's phone number. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, right. I know my but, CEO's uh, email. I could look it up, but you email him when you send that email. You email an assistant. Right. You know? Not a yeah, they're crazy, man. Yeah. I, so um, but yeah, but he ends up getting into the CEO and the CEO's like, you know, he essentially recognized him because he was like, he's from a small town. And he was like, you know, um, it was one of those things like, you know, small can't contain visionary too big or whatever. And so he was like, he met he met the guy 
in him himself and the guy. And so they made the flavor. And then at first, you know, it wasn't moving. And then it started moving or whatever. And I think EJ liked it because of the whole, you know, not just that it's a minority that did something. Underdog big, story. And, and not just that. This, this is the reason why I think EJ really liked it, right? Because, you know, you saw the beginning. It starts out he's in a gang, all this kind of stuff. He leaves the gang, you know, gets a job, supports family, et cetera. Then he comes up this flavor, yada, yada, yada. Once they, once Olay puts it on the shelf, it's not moving, right? Selling anything. But the reason it wasn't selling, no advertising behind it. He goes to the hood and talks to some of his former, like, drug buddy guys or whatever. And they essentially, like, buy up the whole store and just, like, start handing them a block. The one gets shipped from the factory. They go take them from the factory and just start handing them. And then once people start getting them, that's when they start going to the store, like, yo, I need these. And, and they start moving. And then Frito Lay sees, like, yo, we're moving units in this test market. We got to expand. And then the rest is history, you know? So I think that's what really make EJ like, because you know how EJ be like, man, it's you got to go to OGs, you know, the block, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think that aspect of it is what's making him like, yo, this movie is, I'm telling you, man, like, forget about uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. This is the new best story ever told. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Viola Davis, you can count yourself out this year. <laughs> EJ's wild, yo. He was wilding with that one. I'm oh, good. man. I seen, um, I seen uh, Element or Elemental, the, the pictures. Elementals. Looks good. They, they made this, this big deal of it like i'm reading on, i was reading online before that they made this big deal of, of it republicans were like oh disney's forcing um going woke yeah they're going woke there was nothing in there at all like it said something i i was reading and apparently somebody said they said something about um you know not mentioning gender and stuff but the 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 fire chick immediately says fire girl on, on, on the run. Like that's, she... that's not, that's not what it is. The whole thing is like in the thing, they talk about how the elements don't mix sort of like the fire water, stay with water. So kind of like how, like not mixing races and then these two come together. I don't, I, I, I haven't seen it, but I just kind of know what it the is. Story is about. That's exactly what it is. It's almost you know like, I mean? so it's almost like not, not, um, not, dating or, or marrying outside of your race like when right. you watch when you watch the story that's what this whole like oh they're going woke shit is about is them say they they look at it like they're trying to put this hidden message in there like you know inclusion and all this kind of stuff you know what i mean and apparently you know like i think that's a up. good message for these this day and age for kids yeah to be like hey you like this one is fire this one's water they got to they they got along like that's a good message in a in a movie that i would support a teacher playing in the classroom to teach you have, the, you have the woke mind virus steve yeah I guess that's so. why the santas puts it you got the woke mind that's why i guess so <laughs> anyway it seemed like uh it was basically a love story um it turned into mm -hmm. a love story when you watch it, it it plays out like so many movies that we've seen that are movies that have the same type of fucking plot and you're watching it, you're watching it, you're watching it, and it's it's like a movie, only it's a cartoon. Yeah. I'm telling you, wait till you watch it. You're going to be like, what the fuck? This shit is, it's like a Bronx tale. Mm. Like, literally, it's like a Bronx tale. How Cologelo and um, the girl were not supposed to be together. Similar to that. I'm yeah. telling you. Like, I don't, I don't know. Somebody blew it out of proportion for no reason. Because I'm waiting for it. And I'm like, okay, 
where they gonna talk about it all right she's a girl all right he's a guy <laughs> well where is it you know and they just they they went od on it man but nonetheless aside from all of that it was a good movie it was a, it was yeah. a good movie it's about an hour and just under two hours and um it was good man i think you would like it did, did the kid enjoy it i know he usually has trouble like sitting through he wa- we made it all the way through we made it yeah. all the way through um probably yeah. because it was animated and um you know uh obviously we have popcorn and stuff i will say though um yeah that 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 movie necessary yeah skip the movie theater downtown um on orange ave at one point it was a nice theater like when it first popped open they had the bars and it was nice and leather seating and stuff now it's a shit show like it like oh my god most of the bathrooms are closed like it's bad that shit's gonna shut down soon yeah no you you know what we do um like honestly we go to the the food joint, you know, Regal, not a sponsor, you know, uh, um, the one in in, uh, in Waterford. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we, but we, for us, like, and I'm, I'm probably doing this too. Like, I mean, I think in the last seven years, I've probably seen two, maybe three movies at night. We don't have a problem going to movies in the daytime, so you know, it's less people. And you know, we can get good seats and stuff. And now that they make you pick seats, you know, we we definitely try to go earlier so we can pick better seats or whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh um dude man. It's easy for it's right Uh oh. Uh oh. I think it's coming down to I think I'm gonna be the last Mohican. Oh okay you your your connection went really really bad at one point where you were frozen. Yeah, um no um I usually do Regal. Like, I'm a Regal Crown member, um, Platinum. Actually, I think I'm Diamond now, um, for those who are counting. Did you say that with the pinky up on the, while you're holding the mic? Dude, I haven't paid for popcorn in years. That's how many points I got. I go in there. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, let me get the free popcorn, upgrade it to a medium. i probably pay like a buck each time um, yeah. because because I always go to Regal. But um, I think for it was just the time. We left, and we, we left early. And I wanted to get there as you know as quick as possible. I wanted to get into an earlier uh, showing. It was six thirty-five. Was that one? And we would have had to wait till like seven o'clock for the other two regals. So yeah. I was like, all right, let's just go give it a shot. Plus, they got food. You know, they got chicken tenders and and you know they and pizza and nachos and French fries and stuff like that, which I think the regals have too. But yeah. they have a like a lot of different options. Um, so I was like, all right, let's go check it out. That theater is a fucking dump, yo. It's Damn. a dump. Like the the audio was skipping in the in the movie. Like <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. And then we went into the bathroom. The bathroom got like um <laughs> like panels missing. You could see the pipes under the sink. It was yeah, it's a dump, yo. That movie, that movie theater is a dump. Uh, I'll never go there again unless they re- remodel it uh, and we see some. But it's it's a shame because it it's a nice theater. It's big. They got you know seating areas, bars. They do bottles. They do all types of shit. It's just eh, it's it's a dump. Yeah. But um, but I saw that. Uh, other than that, I've been watching Ted Lasso. I'm I'm done with two seasons now. I got one more season left to go. Uh, it's a good watch. The second season's a little bit of a slower watch, but it's still good. Um. Uh, first one is easily bingeable, like quick 10, 10 episodes, 30 minutes. They get through that quick and it keeps you 
keeps you uh, on. Um, yeah. re- real witty, funny, um, you know, comeback comedy type shit. I liked it. Yeah, I still got that on my list. Let me check that out. Um, you know, besides the Flaming Hot, you know, Black Mirror, a new season started on Netflix. I've watched the first two episodes so far. Um, also, my wife watched that episodes of that so far that it you know it's not all really so it comes on once a week um jim stone show of that show uh, season three just started back so uh check that i checked that out and then um i also checked out your joint uh the idol i'm uh, i've watched the first two episodes so far mm. um i didn't i, didn't, I couldn't know. get through the second one yo <laughs> yeah it's it, it's not really, it hasn't grabbed me yet. Like, it hasn't lost me, but it's, it's, I'm not, like, fully in at this yeah. point, you know? But, uh, and the, the Weekend's character, man, he... He's crazy. Like, he's, he seemed, like, kind of slimy to me in the first one, and then the, and if he, once you make it through the second one, you're gonna be like, yo, this dude's a fucking slime ball, yo. Like, I, saw, I saw shots of it online. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. I didn't know that girl was Johnny Depp's daughter. Uh, the main character? Yeah, the main character. I didn't know that either. Now yeah, I do. Yeah. She's Johnny <laughs> Depp's daughter. Usually when I watch oh. something, I try to the like the people who are, I've seen them somewhere else before. And uh, I didn't really, there's only really one person on there I, I actually recognize. And it's the lady who plays the um, the label executive, the the older lady with the curly hair. She, yeah. was in that H, she was in that HBO show Hung. That was like maybe 10 years ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but uh, she's the only one that I recognize. So when I was looking them up, when I saw her, I was like, who is this chick or whatever? And it says she's Johnny Depp's daughter. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to see who do the who who are doing who were doing the voices. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Nobody. Um, as I'm looking at uh, elementals, no one that I thought it was going to be. So, okay. yeah, uh, one of them. I recognize her. Catherine O'Hara. What was she in? That name sounds familiar. Oh, it's, I think she's Kevin McAllister's mother in uh oh in what was uh in Home Alone. I think she Home was Alone. the Home Alone. Yeah, I think she was the Home Alone mom. Yeah, maybe Home Alone mom. Right. Oh, the dude, the black guy. Uh, that's um. Actually, I don't think you saw that. He he was the uh uh. Way the, the in elementals, but the dude Mama Mamudal, Mamadou Ali Ati, yeah, he um he was in that show I watched the one I told y'all the Netflix joint about the guy who becomes like the wine or whatever. Yeah, he's from that show, but yeah, the rest I recognize. I recognize him, Lee, and that's it. Yeah, you gotta watch it, man. I, I think yeah, it'll. I, I think you'll enjoy. I it. love Pixar, man. I always do yeah. It. Tom Hanks, Bell, and like anything Pixar, I'll watch them without even seeing a preview just because they've they've got that kind of reputation at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Pixar, man. They do a good job. They do a really yeah. good job. Um what else? Anything else we got to cover? Uh I think we hit it all, man. All right. Well, um, I don't know if I should do the outro or hand it off to you. Uh, you look like you're pretty stable right now, so I will give it to you to uh, take us about here. All right, everybody. We definitely appreciate you guys rocking with us on this episode of the Podcast. 
as we always say, especially thinking about Mariah Mills' conversation from earlier, man, like reach out to your people, let them know you're thinking about them, check in on your folks. You you, you never know how they're doing, what's going on inside their head. So send that text message, make that phone call, you know, let folks know you love them. They'll appreciate it. I'm pretty sure you'll appreciate it as well. Um, you can find this podcast on all podcasting platforms by searching Castworthy. You also can find us on any of our social media by searching at Castworthy. On Instagram, it's at Castworthy underscore podcast. While you're there, you like, you can comment, subscribe, follow a friend, tell a friend, help us. And with that said, we will see you guys on another fresh episode of the Castworthy podcast next week. Wow, we love you. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.